Well, hey, all you wiretappers out there, it's going to be a little shorty, a little uh, bonus episode. Let me get adjusted here. I got a call. Actually, I got an email from a lady who lives in Chicago, and she grew up with Tony Cardo's daughter. She and her sister lived in the same neighborhood in River Forest, knew about the big mansion with the pool in the bottom. First thing she told me was, I remember going in that mansion. She said it was really special. Said Mr. Cardo just said, you know, walk around, take a look, do whatever you want. So she met, remembers going down into the basement where there was a big pool, if you remember, right? And she said she saw a huge, she thought it was a swordfish, uh, probably had the, like the, the sword out on the snout, maybe not a big tuna, but a big swordfish on the wall. She said it was really scary for her as a kid. And she said, remember seeing a, a vault down there. And then she said, uh, she added, well, that was the vault that those two men robbed him. So I guess everybody in the neighborhood knew about somebody breaking into his house. Now she goes on to tell me her sister actually was better friends with, with, I believe the older daughter of Tony Accardo. You know, I had that one story with Carlo Maselli, who was a young man was asked by Tony to take his daughter to the school prom. And they ended up going up into Wisconsin drinking all night after they ditched the bodyguards. <laughs> when he got back, Ricardo said, yeah, I understand, son. He knew his daughters and they were, they were wild. She talked about how they'd like, one of them had a bunch of people over for the pool, for a pool party, and she hid all their regular clothes. Nobody was happy with that. One time she locked the gate so nobody could get out. She was always playing tricks like that. This was the older one. As I said, she was a wild hare. So the boys, as my informant tells me, the boys gave her a Triumph sports car sometime during the 60s as a graduation present. And this is late in the year. And so school's out and she and my informant sister take off on an unannounced, unapproved trip in this Triumph sports car and they go out West. <laughs> so they get to the Grand Canyon. She remembers her sister told her that they rode the mules down into the bottom of the Grand Canyon, came back out and they're driving out across the desert down there in the Southwest and they had a flat tire. Well, you know, these little Italian American princesses aren't going to change their own flat tire. They've never had to change a tire. A truckload, a pickup truckload of, of Native Americans, Indians came along, they stopped. And, and so these five guys got out and, and they loosened the lug nuts on the flat tire. They got the spare out. The other four lifted up the Triumph and just held it up while the guy pulled the flat tire off and put the spare back on. So I'll tell you, these two girls, they were on a heck of an adventure. I wish I knew more of these stories. End up down somewhere in the Southwest in a larger city. The girl couldn't remember. And Tony Accardo had, had was really, he was really upset about this disappearance of his daughter. He knew that she'd taken off on a trip with her friend. So he went to the friend's parents who were my informant's parents and asked them, said, you know, if you hear from these girls and find out where they are, let me know immediately. He said, I'm going to go get them. Finally, the one girl called back home and said, you know, hey, we're in this hotel and wherever it was, Phoenix or Albuquerque or somewhere out there. So the dad calls Tony Accardo and says, here's where they are. He charters a private plane and takes a guy out with him and gets the girls, puts them on the private plane and flies them back to Chicago. And the other, the man brings the Triumph back to the house in River Forest. So it was, she was, she was a wild one. One other story that, that she remembered was the Mr. Accardo took 
all the girls to a restaurant, to a nice restaurant, and they were all bickering around and nobody could decide what they wanted to eat and they changed their minds. Him being a doting father and, and a guy that might spoil his kids now and then, you know, we all do that. I especially have spoiled my granddaughters and I didn't have any, I, I guess I had one daughter to spoil, but I don't know. I, I did spoil her a little bit. Never spoiled my son though. Like I was never spoiled. But he spoiled these daughters. He, he indulged these daughters. And so when they couldn't decide what they wanted to eat, he got the waiter and he said, just set me up a buffet and bring every little bit of everything on the menu. And then they can find something to eat. He, he was a guy. He was quite a guy. You know, uh, another thing is in that story about trial he had for tax evasion where he was deducting the red sports cars. So Tony likes sports cars. Apparently his daughter likes sports cars. I don't know if either one of these girls are alive. Maybe still driving sports cars. I don't know. But he had a, in the 60s, I think a 1960 Gullwing Mercedes 320 something. I don't remember the cam knew when we did the story. That story hadn't up yet. But anyhow, it was a very, very nice, expensive sports car, German sports car. And and she got the Triumph sports car. So they, they like sports cars in the Accardo family. You know, I always like telling these little inside stories that shows that, that these mob families, many times we, we create these characters or these, these demons or these, these people who are not, they were more than what their headlines are. They're family men many times. That's what I find so interesting about them. And Tony Accardo certainly was a doting father with his children. Here in Kansas City, you know, they, they had children and they had children's children. And, you know, some of them ended up so good, some of them not so good, but you know, they were fam. Mob guys are family people, family oriented people. And there's no two ways about that. I, they usually try to keep them out of the business if they can get them on to be doctors and lawyers and such and, or set them up in some kind of a business. Tony Accardo had a son. I don't know much about him. I, I found a name on the internet. If you guys know anything about him, my informant said that his son got involved in stealing coins and that he had a list of dealers and collectors from the American Newsmatic Society. I hope I spelled that or pronounced that right. And he was going down in alphabetical order, stealing their coin collections. So I, I don't know. I couldn't find anything to verify that story. Uh, he must have been the bad seed, but there was, looked like an adult who has since died. And, and I think Frank, and it was probably him, and he probably got in trouble once, and, and Tony probably straightened him out after that. He probably didn't have the heart to, to be a mob guy. Anyhow. Not everybody has that kind of wherewithal, that, that kind of gumption to heart or guts or whatever you want to call it <laughs> to walk that edge in, in which when you go over the edge, you either die or you go to the penitentiary for a long time. It's just, it's a really interesting lifestyle uh, from the family to the blood family to the uh, uh, mafia family. It's it's all about family with these guys. Thanks a lot, guys. And don't forget, I like to ride motorcycles. So watch out for motorcycles when you're out there. Might like and subscribe down below. Uh, give me a review. I forget to say those kinds of things. If you have a problem with PTSD or you have a friend or relative that has a problem with PTSD, if you or they have been in the service, go to the VA website and get that hotline number because there's help available. Thanks a lot, guys.